Hey everybody, my name is Kyla. Welcome to my channel where we talk about the stock market and the economy amongst other things. Today I have a word in the dictionary. Thank you to Stephen Kelly for sending me it. I uh, like <laughs> very cool. Uh, very, very cool to have a word in the dictionary. The word is vibe session. I wrote this piece back June 30th, 2022, and it was this idea of a disconnect between consumer sentiment and economic data. So basically consumer sentiment was saying one thing, but people were like, I still feel really bad. And so in the piece, I talked about the importance of vibes and how the economy was doing fine, but obviously people were not feeling fine and how we could sort of build policy around making that better. Since then, the vibe session discourse has definitely moved way beyond me. Will Stansel talks about it way more than I do at this point. The New York Times just published a podcast and an article on it. You hear things like the quiet recession, and I think the whole thing stems back to this idea of consumer sentiment. And of course, I'm not the first person ever to talk about consumer sentiment. Soros, Keynes, which I all reference in the article, they talk about how people feel too. And the general idea is that how people feel matters. And so that's why I'm kind of excited to see the vibes discourse take place is because we're finally talking about the most important part of the economy, which is people. But Derek Thompson had a tweet the other day where he was like, stop it with the vibe talk, stop. And I kind of agree with that too. I do think that we are talking a little bit too much about vibes. I think that there has to be some sort of scientific surrounding to them. We have to really get into the root of what it means, why people feel bad versus just sort of postulating that people feel bad and that's that. And so I'm going to publish a newsletter on this tomorrow, but I just wanted to come on here and talk about why why the vibes are off. And they're off for reasons that are completely sensical. They make sense. So it's for four main reasons. Number one, people are misinformed. People are kind of selfish. People are kind of sad. And people actually feel worse off. So people are misinformed. This is one thing that I've talked about a lot, media literacy crisis. People are reading stuff and it doesn't quite compute because they're not given the toolkit that they need in order to understand was being talked about. There was a study published by Morning Consult that was talking about people who were like, I want prices to go down. They were like, I want deflation. And the survey asked them like, well, would you want prices to go down even if it meant that we were in a recession? And 37% were like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Which makes sense because you're like, you know, I just want things to be cheaper. I don't care if this this ambiguous idea of a recession happens. I just want things to be less expensive. I just want prices to go down. But also Americans do a very bad job at measuring what's actually going on in the economy. People believe that inflation is still rising. We're actually experiencing disinflation, which is a fall in the rate of inflation, not a fall in price levels, but a rate of prices increasing. Wage growth has actually increased for a lot of people and most people have actually become much wealthier even though it doesn't always feel that way. And then of course like the media itself has a lot of role to play in this. This is something I've talked about, you know, how sentiment of headlines has become more and more negative. So of course people are going to be misinformed. On the front page of the New York Times, there was four stories about occupation slash job complaints. Derek Thompson, who I think I cite extensively uh, had a piece talking about from the great resignation to nobody wants to work anymore to quiet quitting the financial press is plainly obsessed with doom washing the modern workplace and then of course media coverage of inflation can exacerbate how people understand what's actually going on with inflation there's a huge disconnect as i was talking about a little bit earlier between an understanding of what disinflation is what deflation is and what inflation is inflation is when prices are rising disinflation is when prices are not rising as fast and then 
Deflation is when prices actually decrease. Deflation is a nightmare for a lot of different reasons, basically because it means that we're in an economic downturn. So one of the reasons that the vibes are off is because people are misinformed. They're reading information that is not doing them justice to understanding the economy. And so they respond to surveys in this way where it's like, I just want things to be better, dude. Like, I don't care if a recession happens. I just want things to be better, which is a totally understandable way to approach the economy. But then people are kind of selfish and I don't like talking about this point, but I do think it's something important to bring up. I'm one of those people who maybe I'm naive enough still to believe that most people are inherently good. And I do think most people are inherently good, but I do think that people, you know, status games happen in a society when asked how they would want to improve their purchasing power. This is the same survey where 37% of people were like, I want a recession. 63% of respondents said that they would prefer prices to go down rather than their own income to go up, uh, which is kind of confusing. I don't quite understand how 63% of people came to that conclusion, but I think it's that general idea. People just really want prices to go down. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're selfish, but a lot of people want things to be cheaper and for things to be cheaper, oftentimes labor has to be less expensive. And so there's a lot of theories floating around right now that wages are rising fast at the bottom. The bottom percentile of people are actually doing quite well and people resent paying more for once cheap labor and hate feeling like their status has been shirked by shrinking inequality. And so we're kind of having this weird conversation about how we value work and the jobs that are in demand. Like people have to go and flip burgers. Email jobs maybe are not as, as popular as they used to be or not as affordable as they used to be. We see that with what just happened with the Spotify layoffs. Spotify just laid off 17% of their staff. And so people are looking at the revaluation of labor and saying, well, I, I don't like this. So one example of um, you know people being a little selfish, this example of the Vibe series, this was tweeted by G. Scott Shand. It was this tweet about $7 McDonald's french fries. And this person was like, oh man, these fries are so expensive, $7, what the heck is going on? Gets 6,000 lights on the tweet and then all of a sudden admits this person that it was a market delivery price and the fries were only $1.14. And so David Watkins quote tweeted it and he was like, what's particularly hilarious about the, this Vibe Session story is that the delivery market price essentially is a McDonald's consumer hiring a low wage gig worker so they don't have to leave the house. This complaint boils down to the economy is bad because it, the help costs too much. And so Will Stansel has been tweeting about this a lot. And he said, one of the better theories for why everyone is so unhappy now is that richer people with more public voice are annoyed that they no longer have access to the conveniences made possible by very cheap labor while benefits are concentrated in a still mostly invisible class of workers. Daniel Knowles said the same thing about this Financial Times piece that was talking about how Americans misjudge their economic circumstances. And he said, I have a theory to explain this and it is that wages are rising fast at the bottom and a lot of people basically resent paying more for one's cheap labor and hate feeling like their status has been undermined by shrinking inequality. So the Financial Times was talking about how people are feeling super frustrated and they're not able to gauge their economic situation properly. It's this idea that things are shifting and a lot of people feel like their boat is not moving at the pace that they'd want it to move. So people are misinformed, people are kind of selfish, and then people are sad. I think that's another big thing. There was this tweet talking about how Steve Jobs used to be this big inspirational figure. And I was talking to one of my friends about this yesterday, you know, lack of leadership at a really high level is 
I think, eating into a lot of people. So whether it be leadership from politicians, you know, George Santos, I think is hilarious, but hugely problematic. But he's a policymaker, or he was. And so you look at that and you're like, what's happening at, at this level where we're expecting these people to make huge decisions and be leaders of the free country, and they're not able to do that. They're spending money on Botox and Sephora. And so I think you just look at even the leader of Apple now, Tim Cook, um, relative to Steve Jobs, and it's just not, it's, you don't have the same sort of inspiration there. The Cybertruck, Mars, AI stuff is sort of weirdo sci-fi guys, right? Like it's people who are inventing a reality that only is ever gonna exist for them. And that leaves out a lot of people from tapping into that inspiration trying to figure out how to pay rent, you're not thinking about moving to Mars. <laughs> Maybe you are for cheaper housing, but you're not really thinking about moving to Mars. Like the way that we have innovation and the way that we have inspiration now is so disconnected from what the average person needs that it just feels completely out of touch. It feels completely like something that you're never gonna be able to tap into, therefore why try? And so we have to have better stories on the local level because people are sad. We don't have a Steve Jobs type figure saying, hey guys, listen, get it together. If you look at things like the Sam Altman thing that happened a few weeks ago, that guy's cool. Like he has cool stuff going on, but I wouldn't say he's inherently inspiring. Like I don't think he's out there making people, the average person, think, okay, I can go and do and be a, a better person. And here's this cool product that I can tap into. People are terrified of AI, right? Like Google just released Genesis today and everyone's like, what the heck is this? And it's exciting, but it's not inspirational. And so I think that's a big thing too. People feel lost. There's another quote. I think the post Obama mentality is we are faced with a series of interlocking crises that traditional political channels seem incapable of resolving. And so the best we can manage is a kind of muddling through. What's distinct is that the belief in the intractability of these crises seems to exist almost in the post-material realm, such that it's immune to material evidence that they can be and are being addressed. That's how you get the bad vibes economy. It's just crisis after crisis and we don't have the leadership to address it. So of course the freaking vibes are going to be off. Of course people are going to be feeling bad and sad. And this gets to the next point, people actually feel worse off. When I published this vibes piece, a lot of people didn't read it. They didn't get into the fact that I was like, yeah, things kind of suck. You know, real wages have been stagnant. People feel like they can't get into the jobs that they want, can't afford a house. Like there's a lot of real world constraints that create the vibes that we're all collectively experiencing. If we have an affordability crisis that we never really solved from the 2010s, as Talman Joseph Smith is talking about, stuff stopped being cheap, right? Like stuff was cheap during the Trump era. Now it's not cheap anymore. And people feel like they're just completely stuck. As Talman said, three years of big labor income growth doesn't erase 40 years of lagging. And so Matt Brunig published this piece, you know, talking about part of the reason that the vibes are off is because the economy is, is hard. It's a hard economy to exist in. And if you look at the data though, like uh, Will Ratterman tweeted the same news, jobs and GDP are good. There's some level of social insurance, union strike power is up. Um, inflation is better, but prices are stuck at higher levels. There's better income. Uh, real wages are better for lower income workers, but there's still higher poverty. And the United States has had an incredible recovery relative to every other developed nation, but there's still these constraints that are going on. The economy is still funky to deal with, despite, as Will and, and Matt highlight, despite the good and the bad of it, right? It's just, it's a weird economy. And then Matt Darling said, 
A funny thing about the Vibes discourse is that surveyed people are pretty clear that they think the problem is high prices. We don't need to invent exotic dark matter, though why high prices are more upsetting than in similar periods is still worth investigating. People are not just mad about last year's inflation, they're mad about all the inflation before that. And then Derek Thompson said, I think we probably agree on the basics here of what's going on with the economy, but also I think I'm spending a lot of money on food and I hate it and I'm not saving as much money as I'd like is a credible position that it could entail both strong consumption and economic frustration. According to the Navigator, the aspect of the economy voters are most upset about is food prices. Given that grocery costs increased 20% from January 2021 through January 2022, compared to about 12% for core CPI, it makes sense. There's sticker shock. Inflation is a pressure cooker, right? Like the inflation that we've experienced has just been compounding. It's been building. We've been dealing with it for a while. And people, I think, are tired and frustrated and sad. And so, you know, when we look at consumption metrics, people are out there spending money. There, there was a piece called Funflation that talked about how people were going and having fun and creating inflation. And then the Atlantic published a piece saying, you are the, the problem. You are the reason that we have inflation. And all of those reasons are true. But I think this idea that people are number one, misinformed. Number two, that people are a little selfish. And then number, are adapting to a new normal, let's say. And then number three, that there's actually material reasons to be mad, which kind of ties into the selfishness, I think are important to consider. Steve from Bloomberg tweeted out, the question is whether bad vibes really are just a stand in for omitted variables and a misspecified slash changed structural model. Hard to think vibes are entirely untethered to bad fundamentals that are important to the utility function. Basically, um, we have, there's a way to calculate vibes and this idea of vibes slash sentiment being the core driver of why things feel weird is mostly because we're not calculating things right. So there was another conversation saying it's essential to create a program focused on establishing solid facts, drawing from neurobiology, psychology and marketing. The co this collaborative effort could lead to a unified behavioral model that aligns with these established facts. Although traditional approaches is necessary to address the fundamental flaws in our current economic models and to identify a viable alternative as the very heart of our economic analysis. We have to like incorporate neurobiology, psychology, and marketing. People are complex and I think that when we think about vibes, it's just like, you're just feeling a little sad today, buddy. And it's like so much more than that. It is neurobiology, it is psychology, it is social media, it is the mental health crisis that's going on, it's the loneliness. I think all of those things are super important to consider. And so in celebration of the vibe session <laughs> entering the dictionary, I, I wanted to talk about how it, uh, it is the vibes, but the vibes deserve to be analyzed a little bit deeper than just writing them off as how people feel. Because it, it, they feel that way for a reason, and it's incredibly important that we understand why they feel that way. Yeah, this piece will be out tomorrow. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation. I uh, got a little heated there in the middle of it. And yeah, thanks for hanging out. Thanks so much for spending time with me, and I hope that you all are doing okay out there. Talk to you soon.